Good evening everyone, welcome to Raz's Football Show, episode 4. Today's show will talk about Liverpool's title winning and how everyone, all the Liverpool fans feel. Um, it's been exciting for myself, I'm a massive, massive Liverpool fan myself, as you guys probably know. And at the moment, I am the most excited guy in the world, the most happiest, and I feel, I feel amazed, you know, I just feel like, Yes, it's off now. It's done now. No one can ever say to us anymore that win the league, you know, because that's one of the main things that we used to get from all the other fans is, you know, we won a Champions League and they'll be like, win the league. Then come and talk to us. You know, the Arsenal fans will say that to us. The Man United fans will say that to us. The Chelsea fans will say that to us. Man City fans will say that to us. Um, you know, even Leicester fans were given... Uh, telling us that so obviously there's a lot of people that want to um, speak about this exciting times at the moment at Liverpool and how everyone feels as fans all over the world we are the biggest fans in the world and we are proud to be and we feel very proud and very very privileged about winning the league I'm myself very very happy um, today's guest is a special guest um, a very, very special guest, actually, because he's a six-year-old boy, and he's my son. So, as um, his name is Umar, he's my son, and he's six years old, and how lucky is he to get, a, you know, have his team, massive, massive Liverpool fan, the biggest Liverpool fan I've seen for, for a child, I must admit, and he is so happy and so excited I had to bring him on the podcast and get him to speak about his thoughts on how he feels about Liverpool winning the league. Umar, yes. how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm so proud. That's my feeling. I just can't believe it. But how did they do this? Well, you tell me. What was the exciting things? What happened in the, in the league this year that made you so proud? Who was your special player of the season? Mo Salah. Mo Salah, really? Yep. Wow. Anyone else you like? Uh, no. Not even Trent Arnold? No. Actually, I'll say Firmino. Firmino. Wow. He's a great player, isn't he? And what what did you what do you like about this time that you're feeling right now? Well, how do you feel? You know, do you wanna what I, what is it that you wanna do? I wanna I wanna dance around the whole place and sing Liverpool songs. Wow, which one? Any any Liverpool songs in particular you want to sing? Yes. See, senor, about the Bobby and you score. Ah, brilliant, lovely. Any other songs? Uh, no, I I don't know other ones. You don't know any other ones. One of the biggest chants that all, all Liverpool fans always sing. So at the start of the games, you probably heard it yourself on telly so many times. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to take you to Anfield so you can hear it soon as well. And that is, you'll never walk alone. The, the Probably the world's best football chant. So, um, yeah, so you'll get to hear that soon as well. It's just been great. It's been amazing. It's been a feeling and a half. And um, I'm just so excited by this time right now. And every, every supporter around... Has, has just been amazed by this. I mean, there's, you know, obviously the COVID situation came in and that kind of just stopped everything um, for a while and we didn't play football for three months. But now we've been playing football and 
well, Liverpool took two games to win the title with Man City losing to Chelsea. That was the nail in the coffin for them. Yes, yeah, so pe- that's how Liverpool became the champions. Wow. See, my son's still excited. Uma, I'm really happy for you as well. And let's keep the celebrations going. It's going to yeah. go until probably next season now, right? Um, today's show we're also going to have Bav coming on the line he's going to give us a, give us his thoughts on how he feels about Liverpool winning the league I'm sure as an Arsenal fan he's probably not as joyful as I am but he'll probably be uh, it's fair to say that no, uh, known Bav as long as I have I'll probably say that he'll be very happy for us as well um, and he feels as if that um, you know speaking to him the last few days he has said he has mentioned that he feels um, like they deserved it um, again speaking to we'll try and get on as many Liverpool fans as possible to have a chat with us about Liverpool Football Club and where we go from here now um, there's going to be a lot of talks about new signings new players coming in and new, uh, players going people players out of contracts what's going to happen to the likes of James Milner and play, uh, players like that but I'm very excited either way because now this is the start of a dynasty um, Klopp Amazing manager, probably the best manager in the world. I, for me, he is the best manager in the world. He's ahead of Pep Guardiola. Uh, my son just just whispered in my ear that he wants to say something. Go ahead, son. If Min, if Minamino wasn't in that club and someone else was in there, we would have done even better. Uh, Minamino is a new player, Omar. He'll play better soon. I understand your frustrations when he played against Everton that he didn't score or he didn't do anything, but I'm sure he's going to be better and he's going to get better. But he's a he's a good player. He's a good player and he's got a long way to go. Still, he's still young. Yeah, my son. I don't even know how old he is. Um, well, that's something for you to do. The next challenge is find out how old Minamino is. I uh, might, I might Google it soon. Okay, thank you. Okay, guys. Yeah. Um. So, and then on the next podcast, I'll, I'll talk about if I if there's another one, if there's an if there's another one tomorrow, I'll talk about today's one, and then I'll and then I'll tell them how old Minamino is. <laughs> you we'll get you on the line tomorrow as well. Um, but yeah guys we'll get Bav on the line and we'll have a chat with him we'll try and get as many Liverpool fans as possible and the, the celebrations have started in Liverpool as you know they started from the, they started from the other day um, when when Liverpool won the title and they've been going on um, yesterday as well and they're going to go continue on probably throughout the weekend so guys we'll be right back shortly after this break take care Welcome back, guys. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, we've got Bav on the line. And after having a chat with my son, it's been a, a quite a, uh, an emotional one, to say the least. Um, it was really nice for him to enjoy this moment. He's He always wanted to get on the podcast. And I said to him, look, you know, we'll do this, we'll do this. But I thought, what better time than when Liverpool won the league? I mean, he is a massive fan. He's been great great like been watching it been following all the games uh yeah surprising enough for a six-year-old he's he gets pretty involved in the games and with all the all the ups and downs in the game he's always involved and always just like trying to um well find out the scores 
He looks at the league table, so he's been involved throughout the season and I thought it's a great chance for him to have a chat and to let everyone know what he felt about how he um, how he felt Liverpool did and how he feels about it all now. Um, it's been exciting at the house, to say the least, and it's been great chatting to all my friends and all the fellow Liverpool fans out there. It's been pretty emotional, um, especially because of the fact that we can't go to the parade anytime soon and to get involved. Um, I, you know, obviously seen that there's been massive celebrations in Liverpool and for, you know, different parts of the country. I've heard that they had a massive street party in Bradford. They had a massive party in Bolton as well. Um, so several parts of England have, you know, where there's, you know, sectors of Liverpool fans, they've got involved and just basically, you know, just showed their 30 years of emotions all coming out in one go and it's been great it's really has been great um i do feel it's a bit irresponsible for people to just come out and um in the big numbers and you know especially with covid19 still around and it's not going away anytime soon so i do feel it's a bit crazy why that's happened but um I, it's it's a difficult one you know i mean for me i took the safety precautions and said no look you know i would have loved to be in liverpool right now but for me, it was massively important that I keep my safety and precautions in place and make sure that my family's safe and everyone else around me, my work colleagues, wherever, you know, everyone's safe and we just don't, you know, we can do this at a later time. You know, I decided to do a video call with a few friends and just celebrated via, you know, via uh, FaceTime. That's worked really well. Um, and yeah, it just... You know, any means and forms, you know, whatever it takes, you know, celebrations can happen in different forms. And I've used the, the more high tech way of doing it, which is, you know, just using FaceTime um, and it's worked way, great. You know, a lot of my friends got involved. We've done a Zoom call together as well, you know, with several Liverpool fans that are around in different parts of the country. We've all got together, done a Zoom call at one time. Um, and we all spoke on the phone together and just massive celebrations over the phone, you know, showing each other videos and stuff of the old games and special moments. And, you know, it's just, it's been a great and emotional, it's been a good season because I feel, you know, especially after all these years of wait, winning the league and not just winning it, running away with it, it has been really, 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 really great watching it and great great um it's, the feeling has been so amazing it's just difficult to describe how it felt you know i could have easily have um thought you know a lot of the, the liverpool fans could have thought the same where you know what it's going to happen it's going to happen one day or another but for us to make it happen this soon straight after the disappointment of the season before and say uh, winning the Champions League, and then to go on and win the league, it is it takes a lot of determination and grit. And I think that all comes from the manager. The manager brings that enthusiasm within the team. He's brought them together. We have a great we have Liverpool have a great team now where they know each other and they know each other's weaknesses, strengths. They know how they play. They know where to put the ball for each other, and it's just amazing to watch. And that's what makes a great team. It's not just an individual. Liverpool Football Club is right now is not an individualistic team. Like some teams rely on specific players. 
Liverpool do not rely on one single player. They rely on each and every one of them playing that part. And all great teams are a team. And I really do believe that. You know, I, I remember the teams of the 90s. You know, the Italian team, AC Milan. I remember watching them play. And I used to think, you know, they were great strikers that they had in their team, you know. Um, but, you know, the, the core of their team was the way they defended. And they that unit of the back four, with Costa Curta, Baresi, Maldini. Um, I can't remember the, the right back. Uh, but they played together and they played as a team you know and the goalkeeper Rossi I believe it was again all of them together was a unit and that defence the unit they had and then the midfield they had you know again the midfielders um, they all played together um, I, I could sit her naming names but I'm not going to carry on doing that I'm just going to just go to the point of what I'm trying to say is that a team is made as a team and then if you remember the Spanish, um, you know, the Spanish team that won the won the World Cup again. They were a team. They had great individual players, but they played as a team. Each player knew his role, and that was the way they played. You know, they knew how to pass the ball around. They knew what to do, and that was a great team. And again, you can't pick one player that made that World Cup. You know, some some teams you would say, you know what, hands down. You know, the France, when they won the World Cup, a lot of people said they were a great team. Yes, but they needed Zidane in that team to make it work. That, that And he was the most outstanding player in the team. Right now in Liverpool, I don't think there is an outstanding player. You know, and that's my you know opinion on this. I mean, there, uh, you, you could say, you know, Salah, Mane. Mane in particular this season has come on leaps and bounds. Um, and scoring vital goals, being involved in pretty much most of the attacking play within the team. And then Salah again, you know, him being around, you know, getting those balls in and moving, you know, picking up on those passes that he gets. Yes, he's been great. But again, Firmino, he does his point part and he plays his part well where he picks up the ball and he's like, you know, he works within within his you know, within his means, to be honest. Uh, he knows he's not going to be the guy that's going to score 20, 30 goals. But he's the guy that will just bring in others into the play. Um, being able to hold the ball. Being able to do his trickery. And again, you're naming all these players. But then you're forgetting vital players, you know. The players that really mean something. And that's, for me, one of the, one of the players of the season, for me, has to be Jordan Henderson. He had to take on an armband from a player like Steven Gerrard, who was an absolute colossal of a player, the captain of Liverpool Football Club for fifteen years, running that team, making you know, you know, pretty much basically he was the main person in the team, and he was the outstanding player of that team uh, for, within that generation. And at the end of the day, for Steven Gerrard to leave the club, everyone thought, well, where we're we gonna go from here? You see, the thing is, in the back of my mind, I thought, someone's got to take over. Someone's got to say, look, I'm going to be the guy that's going to just take on and make this, help this team grow. And I kind of had a feeling that Henderson was the person. Um, what I like about Henderson is, 
is not the most flamboyant of players. He is not the most exciting, and he, but he does the simple things well. You know, he does those basics well, and he works hard. He's a grafter, and he puts in a shift every game. And when you're a leader, and you're leading by example, people follow. And believe me, I say this, when I see someone work hard in my work, in my field, it makes me want to work hard. And that's how it works. And everyone's mindset is different. But most people that work hard, and they make others around them work harder. Because that's how it works. And that's what Jordan Henderson brings. He makes, he makes that whole team tick. And hats off to him. You know, because it's not easy taking over from Steven Gerrard. Um, and he done a great job. And I think he should be commended. Um, personally, my player of the season is Jordan Henderson. Um, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, people might say, you know, Virgil van Dijk, what a player. Um, yes, Virgil van Dijk. I can go on about him all day long. An amazing player. A Rolls Royce of a player. You know, when I see players in the, like him, it's just amazing to watch. He is really so cool in the eyes to watch. You know, the way he moves that ball. He pretty much, he can just slow it down. He can move the game along at his pace. And that's the truth. That's the kind of player he is. He moves the game along at his pace. And, and the way he assists his teammates, he can put a ball in, you know, he can score headers, vital headers. He makes every corner for the opposition difficult because of his sheer presence. And these are the things that are important. You know, players like Virgil van Dijk, an absolute dream of a player. And then you've got the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold. <sighs> amazing, amazing. You know, what he's done for Liverpool Football Club since he's, you know, bursted onto the scene. It's been great to watch, you know, he can score free kicks and those assists. <sighs> he just assists in every single match that he plays. He has a part to play and I love that. A right back, you know, this is a right back we're talking about who will go up and down the pitch non-stop and he will put a ball in every single time, every single time, takes every single corner, takes every single free kick now and he's become a very, very important player in the team. And then you've got the same Andy Robertson. Again, he'll just go up and down that flank, put a ball in, up and down that flank and put a ball in, put a shift in every time, you know, non-stop. He's got an engine and a half. Um, and, you know, I can go around the list and just go through all the players and what they've done. You've had, you know, we've had the likes of Oxley chamberlain come on and change games and make things, make differences. Wijnaldum, again, amazing. He's so great to watch, Wijnaldum. He's such a great, influential player in that midfield. And Fabinho, wow. Probably the best holding midfielder right now in the world, I would say. You know, barring Busquets maybe, but yeah, Fabinho. I mean, he can now, he can put balls in. He just makes that midfield tick, you know. And he's because of him, he's allowed Jordan Henderson to move forward now and to create and make more attacking plays, which is what we were lacking in so many ways. Because Jordan Henderson is a pretty decent player when he when he attacks as well, because he does have that side to him. But he's had to you know, kind of change his game around because to suit the needs of Liverpool Football Club. 
And again, that's what makes him a great leader to change your change your style of play to suit the team. Um, and you know, I could go through everyone, but one person that I must talk about as well made a massive difference as a goalkeeper. When you're in that defence, you don't need to worry about the back. You know that's covered. That goalkeeper, the best in the world right now, hands down. You can talk about David De Gea. You can talk about Manuel Neuer. For me, hands down, the best in the world. Without a shadow of a doubt, I don't think there is any goalkeeper better than him right now. In fact, I'll go as far as I say, I haven't seen a better goalkeeper than him in a long time. And I'm talking a very long time. Uh, the last time I saw a goalkeeper that good was probably Buffon. Um, Buffon was probably the best I've seen. And I think now this guy is that good. Um, but yeah, we'll be having a chat with Bav. Going through a few things about football with him. It is his birthday today, so he might be out and about. But we'll see if we can catch up with him and have a chat with him and see what his thoughts are about Liverpool winning the league. Um, it's going to be interesting to hear his points because I, I know that Bab makes very good points and um, and I know that whatever he will say, he will give us the best um, you know, possible answers and you know the best, best you know, answers about everything. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, he was very honest with us the other day about Arsenal and I'm pretty sure he'll give us his good points as well. So be right back straight after the break. Okay, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you for welcome back. Got Bav on the line now. So yeah, over to Bav. Hello, Bav. How you doing? Good evening. I'm doing good, Raz. How are you? You must be uh, over the moon, right? Yeah. First of all, I want to say happy birthday to you. Thanks. Yeah. How do you, how does it feel um, on your birthday? How do you feel? What you been up to? Just a normal day, man. I've been blessed. Uh, luckily, my team won this morning. They gave me a bit of a scare. And then uh, I was just watching football the whole day. Great. Doesn't get much better than that. That's right, yeah. And yeah, as you're saying, I mean, it's just a great feeling when you hear about your team winning or see your team win. And as you can hear from my voice, I'm very excited about what's just happened this season. I mean, give us your thoughts on Liverpool and Liverpool. winning the league. I mean, you won the league, deservedly so. Um, it's been in the works, you know, for the last, what, four or five years since Klopp got there. You know, he brought that winning mentality from Dortmund. He was given time, which is crucial because a lot of managers these days simply don't get time. And he was backed by the board. I mean, look at the history of the players over the last, what, four or five years, right? I know you guys haven't really bought anyone of significant value in the last year or two. But the previous transfer windows, I think from what, 2016 to 2018, you bought two or three key players each year and it just bolstered that squad. I mean, Sadio Mane, 40 million in 2016 is it's a bargain if you look back at it. You know, Salah, I think the following year for 56 million, a bargain. You know, those guys these days are clearly worth double of what you paid for them. Exactly. I mean... Also, we bought, I mean, the two most important signings for me still today is Alisson, the goalkeeper, which was required for many years, and Virgil van Dijk, the, probably the best centre-back in the world. Yeah, isn't it ironic that Coutinho left saying that he wanted to win titles, 
and he left you guys and as soon as he left you guys you, you won obviously the Premier League Champions League uh, you know World Club Championship so I'm sure he's kind of kicking himself deep down Absolutely he's actually I think he's trying to find a way back to Liverpool he's even requested to sign for Liverpool with a pay cut as well but I don't think that one's happening um, I don't think we need him and um, yeah I mean a lot of these players do this I mean the thing is sometimes patience is important and I think that with Liverpool everyone can see that there's something there but the problem was we obviously were one or two players short and as soon as that got rectified with Klopp being there and he, the camaraderie he's brought in within the team as well which has been key and he's made that team into a team it's not about individuals and I think Coutinho wanted to be the main man um, Correct. and yeah if we had had him there right now would we have won the league it could have been a different story so I'm pretty you know yeah I love the player when he played for us but the fact of the matter is I'm pretty glad that he's not there now because I've seen a different side of Liverpool Football Club and to see a team play as a team rather than just individuals is a massive massive achievement you know it's a, it's a great you know testament to the manager really yeah, and the thing about your front three, you know, they, they press really high up. And that's key these days. You know, if you're trying to obviously win the ball back or break up play, pressing is crucially important. And all three of your guys do that. Even Salah, I mean, he's, he wasn't, you know, bought to defend, but he does press and he creates opportunities, if not for himself, at least for the other two guys up there. Exactly. And you look at some of the, some of the front threes in some of the other major teams globally and they just don't press. That's been the massive difference. That's the difference, though, um, Bab, because, um, we, you know, you and I both watch many other leagues as well. We watch La Liga, we watch um, Serie A, and obviously we watch the Bundesliga as well, and we watch Premier League. And what we find is, again and again, I mean, it's, it's football in a nutshell, right? When you're playing football, and you, whether it's five-a-side football, seven-a-side, or eleven-a-side, one of the things I, I always believed in myself was defending starts from the front. Now, if you're pressing the defence of the opposition, naturally they're going to be pegged back, which means it gives your team to, the chance to move forward. And that was the logic behind you know, pressing from the front. That's how it works. And when you're doing that again and again and again, relentlessly, what's going to happen is eventually the team's going to give, the opposition's going to give, and that's how it happens. I mean, I think that's just yeah. pretty normal, right? Exactly. So, so what's next for Liverpool? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the questions today. How about that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So you tell me what's next for Liverpool. What's next for Liverpool is domination. Now we got dominance, pretty much. Now this is where so, we. So, so, so define domination. Domination means now, just basically winning the league, not just the one-off, not like what Leicester did or um, Blackburn did. Uh, or what Chelsea do win two or uh, one or two and that's it then they fall away for four or five years and then come back and win another one we got to win it for the next however many years we've got Klopp you know and that's the bottom line we've got to win the Champions League again as well um, not just do it once and then wait another ten years no we've got to continuously do it so domination of you know being stronger in the cup games you know bolstering our our squad too or B team or whatever you like to call it we need to make them a bit more stronger because I do find at the moment with Liverpool yeah our, our first team is ace but our second team like you know to, if we wanted to bring on a few players 
we're a bit a bit light there compared to Man City right now. Um, great young players and great young talents there, and I think we need to start using them a little bit more. So yeah, definitely looking at um, domin dominance for the next at least you know five to ten years. I, I would say um, where we are so ahead of everyone now, we won the league this year. Potentially could win it with like 25, 30 points. Now if we're gonna win it, uh, win the league by this much now, then surely next season we could only get better. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's very difficult to replicate the previous season's success. I mean, look at, you know, I think there's only one team that's won the Premier League three times in a row, and that's Man United, and they've done it twice. And as you touched on earlier, there have been some teams that have won it obviously back-to-back, -back, but have not really been able to go beyond that. So I think that could prove challenging for Liverpool, and I think bolstering the squad is going to be important. Do you want two superstar players that are available and heavily linked with Liverpool right now, Koulibaly and Thiago from Bayern Munich, or would you prefer that five or six players of potential are bought to bolster the squad? It's, it's a fine line, and, and that's where you know every fan obviously wants top-notch players, but it's not always about top-notch players, right? If you look at it, when all these guys were bought by Liverpool, they, they were bought more or less on potential, like Salah went to Chelsea, didn't really do so well. Fabinho was bought by Real Madrid, didn't really get in the team because he had Casemiro and Cruz above him. Naby Keita obviously did okay wherever he came from, but hasn't really set the Premier League on fire. So, you tell me, do you want two superstar players to bolster that squad and give you a chance of winning the Champions League for the next you know, year or two, knowing that all the major teams will you know, go after these major players? Or do you want to strengthen that squad by five or six players knowing that you can challenge for the title for the next five, six, eight years, potentially. It's a difficult one, Bab, because, um, yes, I want five or six great uh, players, you know, but if they're not going to be superstars, I think right now, where Liverpool are at right now, this is the best time to pull the best players in. So if you're asking me whether, whether I want superstar players or just, you know, five or six very good players, I would say I want superstar players. I want the top... I would like to have Liverpool have the best 10 players in the in the world. And that's the truth of it right now. We, and I can probably say right now we have, out of the 11 that are starting, we've got about five of them that are probably the best in the world in their positions. So now the only way up is to get the other positions to be the best players in the world as well. So my 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 um, recommendation, or what I would like to see, who I would like to see in Liverpool right now, there's only one player that I really want, and that's Kylian Mbappe. And I, I, and if I can see him come to Liverpool, I'll break the bank for him, because he's that good. Yeah, but I don't that's, that's, I don't mind that's a lot of money to fork out. I mean, I I don't see even with the current COVID situation, I don't be, see him being sold by PSG. For any less than 150 million euros or pounds, I mean, euro and pound is more or less in line anyway. So the currency, I guess, doesn't matter. But yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I would pay the 150 million because we would never be able to do if we don't win the league again. Which, let's face it, it's a tough ask to win it again and again and again. But if we, if we're not, this is the best time to get this guy because he would be looking at Liverpool right now thinking. Man, I, love, I want to play for this manager. I want to play for this this team. And if yeah. we get him... But, but Real Madrid be 
been courting him for a few years now, so surely. But right now, would you want to play for Real Madrid? Will make it. Well, you tell me, right? You're a player right now, and you're playing for a team that's decent, but they've not got much chance of winning much apart from their league, right? Let's face it. And I have quoted in the last um, podcast, if you remember, I did say PSG could win the Champions League. But again, that's... No, you, you, you said PSG would win it. You were very, very adamant about that. So don't, don't say would and now could. Come on, would and could are two different things, right? Well, they would win it, yeah, but... Let's, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, have, I did say that. But what I will say as well is if, we, if you were a player of that calibre and you were looking at the Real Madrid or Liverpool, let's honestly say this, you would want to play for Liverpool right now. Right, right? now? Yeah. yeah, right now. But That's really right. speaking, if, I, if I'm looking at the history, both teams are very you know, history rich, but I'm still going Real Madrid. But being a Barcelona fan, I wouldn't. It's a fact of that, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you're you're Barcelona. You, for you, for all we know, Kylian Mbappe could have been a Liverpool fan. We don't know. Well, I mean, he, I, I don't... He, he has been flirting with the club a lot on social media lately. I mean, a lot of these players are very smart. They they know how to you know maneuver around these uh, obstacles through social media to you know just create some paper talk or whatever it may be. But there has to be some truth in it. You know, he's constantly said you know great things about Liverpool and so-and-so is great and etc, etc. Well, Liverpool do have a lot of pull power, power around the world, let's be honest. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, if, if you guys get Thiago, do you want Thiago? He's uh, available for something like 45-odd million, which is not bad considering I think he's 27 or 28 in the prime of his career. I could see Thiago, Fabinho and... We're now the more Henderson rotating, and, and that's that's a solid midfield. It's already pretty strong, but you had him. I think that makes you guys a major, major player, especially Champions League wise. Well, I, I would love to have Thiago, but like I said, and I'll say this again: I think the one thing that we really do need is that super, super, superstar player. Now, yeah, we, I'm talking about the elite. Yeah, so the likes of we, we know Messi's not for sale, right? Let's just put that one out of bed. Yeah, Ronaldo is too late in his career now, so let's put that one to bed as well. So and, and only, even with Ronaldo, the fact he played for Man United, I, I just don't think he would go to Liverpool. No, but well, I wouldn't want him anyway. So because he's not the kind of player that's going to come in and just you know, he, he, in a team like Liverpool, we don't need a Ronaldo. We need. We need real... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I see Kylian Mbappe and I think that he suits the style of pay, play that um, Jurgen Klopp wants, which is that high-pressing kind of player. And I've seen him. He, he's always pushing forward straight from the front, leading from the front. And again, he's a natural finisher as well. I've, he's got some great talent. And he's a power. He's a strength. To have him on the team... And, I, I, and I've seen Chelsea just by um, Timo Werner, right? And that's a pretty decent signing, and I think we were linked with him. But to have Kylian Mbappe, that would just cement, you know, a lot of statements. How do you feel about missing out on Timo Warner? I felt like it's not a massive miss, if I'm honest with you. He's, I, I've seen him, yes, he's a great finisher and he scores a lot of goals. But the, the Premier League is a bit different, and I don't see him... It's not going to be much difference from what we've got. We've got Mane and Salah, remember, right? And yes... and. Firmino, what he does, he compliments Mane and Salah, and I don't think Timo Werner is that kind of player. 
yeah so really and truly what i'm trying to say right now is really i'm looking at an alternate player to salah and mane yeah so when if salah got mane goes to the african nations cup and salah goes to the african nations cup we're pretty screwed let's be honest oh yeah definitely but so, you've got i think you've got some players that can temporarily fill in but the question is, how many points would you potentially lose out during that time? Well, that's right. Kylian Mbappe could be, what, six, it could be, what, six weeks, right? Assuming, you know, Senegal is a strong team and Egypt is a fairly strong team. Exactly, and for six it's, weeks. it's very, very possible that both of those players may end up going very far in that tournament. Exactly. That's why I am now looking at another superstar to go up front. I think our midfield will be all right because, remember, we still got Minamino there. Um, who can fill in a role. we still got Shakiri sitting there. He can do a job. And we've still got Oxlade-Chamberlain and then Henderson as well. So we've still got a lot of players there. And yes, okay, so the two players that I would really want in our team is Koulibaly and Mbappé. And that, that would be me. I'm, I'm happy with that. Cause we but were, there was talk of, there was, you know, talk on the financial side, right, that Liverpool may not have had the finances to acquire Timo Warner. Sorry, Timo Werner, let me get it right. Werner, yeah. Yeah. So, is Koulibaly, obviously Koulibaly is going to cost more than what Timo Werner was paid for, right? So, I'm assuming it's probably another 15, 20 million euros more. So, is that really a realistic signing for you guys? And the question is, do you need him? Because we all know Van Dijk is starting, right? The, 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 out of that back four, there are three guaranteed starters, the two full-backs and Virgil van Dijk. And then it seems like at the start of the season it was massive because, um, what's his name, Joe Gomez was out. And then and obviously the last few months, Joe Gomez has come back and with the games coming thick and fast, it seems like he's rotating between Matip and Gomez. And then obviously Lovren comes in and I know we spoke offline about you saying Lovren and Mo Salah are very, very tight, but Lovren is a very, very weak defender. Having said that, I would take him at Arsenal because he's an upgrader. Upgrade on some of those clowns that we have there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lovren can do a job, but yeah, he is a bit calamity. He's got you know a few issues in terms of how many chances he gives away, you know, and stuff like that. So he's he's a bit of a problem. So uh, he's not the solution to um, our defense, that's for sure. So for me, like right now, like I said to you, I mean, the problem with the finance side, I think Liverpool had the money for Timo Werner. But the problem why we didn't spend the money, I think we didn't think he was worth the money they were quoting. So that's probably so, what and, I think. And Chelsea actually met the buyout clause, right? Of yeah. what, 60 odd million? Yeah, and I don't think Liverpool thought that it, well, he was worth that much for them to pay that sort of money. And especially with the uncertainty, they just thought, you know what, it's not worth it right now. Let's just focus on what we're doing. Because if we did sign him, it probably would have made some sort of. Um, you know, let's be honest, if you're a, a, a Firmino or a Mane or a Salah, you might be thinking, oh, what's going on here? So they probably didn't want to mess that up a little bit because they were so close to, you know, winning the league. And I think that was a good judgment call, in my opinion, because I don't think it was worth the trouble at the time. And um, personally speaking, I think there's better players out there still that we haven't... So do, 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 do you think this squad is going to end up remaining or do you think it will be dismantled? Because sometimes... If you look at the history, right, Leicester and Blackburn, you know, they actually ended up selling a couple of players or they had a desire to leave. So let's think of 
you know, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane as your prime examples, those two could easily walk into most teams. And if Real Madrid or Barcelona come calling, and if you look at Barcelona especially on that left-hand side where Mane currently plays for Liverpool, Mane is a perfect fit for Barcelona. Do you think if Barca came calling, he would go? Personally, right now, um, just by the way that the players and the team, they, they talk about the manager, I don't think they would. I don't think anyone in that team in their right mind would want to leave that team because of the manager. And that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, hear, I'm listening to the interviews and just hearing what they say. They love playing football for him. And that's, that's the thing. Now, at the moment, Barcelona are not doing much either. Let's be honest. Yeah? they got another manager that's come in. They got rid of Valverde. And they look like they're on a demise right now. Yeah, And after Messi they're, goes... They're, they're a damn shambles, man. But you know what? We're not, we're not going to talk about Barcelona anymore. No. Let's focus on Liverpool. So, you know, me being in the States, you know, we spoke, obviously, I was boxing, working out, and then, you know, you and I connected on the phone and you guys won and... It was, you know, I'm really, really happy for you guys. Like, you know, a lot of my friends are Liverpool fans and I know I think on Sky Sports and on BBC they said 30 years of hurt. You guys have not been hurting for 30 years. Yes, you haven't won the title for 30 years, but in between you've won a couple of FA Cups, a couple of League Cups, obviously a Champions League a couple of times. So you've had success, relative success, but, you know, it, it must be great, you know, for those people up there in Liverpool and, you know, just all the fans around the world, you know, having seen... You know, the unbelievable happened because, what, 20, 25-odd points? You guys have truly just taken the league by storm and deserve this title. And, it, and it's great, you know, everyone... You know, in Liverpool, they actually... They, you know, we all drink, eat football, as they say, based on that Coca-Cola saying from yeah. many, many years ago. But Liverpool, you, you guys have that red in your blood. It's like part of your DNA. And yeah. that's it. It's football or nothing. That's it. That is what There's it is. nothing man. else. Yeah, I mean it's great. I've been I've been in Liverpool and I've been to Anfield many times as well. And it doesn't matter where you're from, what colour you are. There's no you know such a thing. It's just about your team. And when you've got a Liverpool shirt on, and I believe me, I say this. Yeah, when you're in the cop stand, man, when we score, you get lifted up like literally. Like eight people will just come up to you. You don't even know them. And they'll pick you up. And it's just so great. And you can have a conversation with absolutely anyone there on, in the stands. And they'll just talk to you about football. Because that's what it is. They love football. Yeah, they'll make you... If you're a player, they'll make you known. Make you know they don't like you or you're not doing something good. But when they, when they like you, man, do they love you. And Mo Salah's like, he's from Egypt. Probably never felt like this before. But he's absolutely loved by Liverpool fans. You know, and the songs and the chants that you get down there, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Mane as well, he's he's never played for a team like this. Then And you can tell by the voices and the way they talk. They just love the city and they love the, the place right now. And I think I, I find it very difficult that if anyone was to just say, all right, you know what, we've won the league now, I'm going to leave. I think it will be, be a shame. It will be an absolute shame because that team is destined for big things right now. And I think if I was the board right now, I would sign everyone up for a longer contract because it's still a relatively young team. Yeah, no, it, was, it was great seeing, you know, uh, Steven Gerrard, uh, Carragher, Redknapp, Kenny Dalglish, Phil Thompson. Over here, I watch uh, this podcast. It's actually a podcast and it's also a live uh, channel. Yeah. 
Uh, it's called ESPN FC, and you've got Stevie Nichol on there. And Stevie Nichol, like, he's he's so funny, yeah. and it's it's great even for someone like Stevie Nichol. He, he was lost for words that day, and he's got normally a lot to say, and he's a proper scouser as well. Actually, yeah. well, he's not really, he's he's an adopted scouser. Obviously, he's from Scotland, but yeah, yeah, more more like a scouser than a you know typical Scottish guy. So it, it's great. Um, yeah, you guys, you know, fully deserve it, and. It's great to see. It really has brought, you know, Liverpool together. You know, so obviously some of these teams that are in London, you know, there's a lot of distractions for the players. Whereas, you know, when you're at some of these northern clubs, it's just train football, train football, and that's it. You know, you don't have the opportunity to go out to all these places and easily get distracted as you do in London or Paris or Madrid or some of these other major cities around the, around Europe or the world. Yeah, no, it's been great. I mean... I've just seen the celebrations there. I'm a bit disappointed that we're, you know, obviously it's not, it's not ideal situation where people are celebrating like that in numbers. But I guess it's just people can't help it. You know, it's been so long. It was something that just, I suppose they just did it out of, it just happened, didn't it? Um, and there's been a lot of bad bad publicity about it. Well, what's your thoughts on that? regardless right I mean let's think of it for the last three months everyone has been caged up like an animal and sooner or later people were going to whether it was government mandated or you know local city or municipally mandated that people are going to eventually not follow the rules and go out so listen for me if I was in that situation and Arsenal won whatever even the FA Cup as, as an example I'd go out and just hang out with my friends and you know Fingers crossed, most of these cases are just because of, you know, additional testing going on. But it seems like, you know, you guys will have a very, very good parade whenever that happens. And it's going to be a spectacle because I think I heard something crazy. Like when you guys won the Champions League, you had 700 odd thousand people come out for that parade. That's right. Uh, yeah. I this, think... this could be two, three, two, three million. No joke. No, it will be. I mean, I... I, I... The funny thing is, I wanted to go out to Liverpool this weekend, and I just said to myself, "You know what? I'm not going to be irresponsible. I'm going to be, a, you know, I'm going to just wait my turn. I'm going to let it be, let this all go on. And when the parade, when the cup comes out, and when the proper official parade is announced, I will make my way there and I'll join the the rest of the fans and I'll enjoy it. But right now, I think it's not the right time to do it. It's still a bit too early." There's too many things going on. I just don't want to be, you know, I don't want to put my family or anyone else in that situation where, you know, anything can happen. And this coronavirus is not going away. It's going to be here for a while and they haven't found a vaccine for it. So I'd rather just take my precautions and just take my time. But yeah. yeah no, I mean, you have to think big picture and, you know, you, you do what's best for you and what's best for your family and, you know, you're a responsible person, so I think, you know, you, you'll, you'll figure it out one way or the other. Yep, I did. But I did. When, when, you, when you do go up there, make sure you take videos and document it, because that's going to be a great historic moment, you know, to look back on and say, wow, I went there and, you know, saw a couple of million people go nuts. <laughs> definitely, mate, definitely. But yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been great chatting to you, Bav. And um, hopefully, yeah, you know, fingers crossed, you know, Arsenal can continue from where they left off today and they can start actually um, performing and and hopefully go uh, up the ranks. Good, good, good try, Raz. I know you're trying to make me feel better, but we've got Man City next in the FA Cup. We may as well not, not even bother with that. Just 
throw the white towel in and be done with it because we're going to get battered. Yeah, I think they're like a wounded animal right now, uh, Man City. I saw the way they played today as well. It was like, wow. They did not give Newcastle an inch. It was literally... Did you see the, the, the first 15 minutes, there was a stat that came up. Yeah. I think Newcastle had like 19 passes and Man City had something like 170-odd passes. Just, yeah. That's mind-blowing. Think about that. Yeah, no, I know, exactly. And it's just going to be crazy. But it is what it is. And I still can say this. Proud as ever, Liverpool won the league. Finally. <laughs> yes, congratulations, mate. Uh, thank you. I know you don't you. drink, but let's say you had a drink. Don't get too drunk tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm having my sparkling water, mate. Does the job. Ha have another bottle on me. No worries, mate. You take care. Bye, Enjoy right. your birthday, care, mate. Bye. No worries. Take care, mate. Thanks, thank you. Bye. bye bye. Yeah, that was bad. Um, live from America, that was a great another great chat with him. I mean, he has a lot of nice things to say about Liverpool Football Club, and it, I mean, rightly so. I mean, Arsenal and Liverpool, apart from uh, nineteen eighty nine, I think it was, we've not really had any issues with them, and um, wish them the best as well. And guys, I'll catch up with you all again soon. Take care. Have a good one. <laughs>